Hello everybody and welcome back to our WandaVision recap and review. This is for episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Um, hi, I'm Connor. <laughs> I'm Harry, hello! And yeah, we're here to do the same thing we did last week. We're just here to just have a chat, just have some some nice banter about, between two friends about WandaVision. Yeah... Episode 7. Well, that was fun. We'll see you next week. Yeah. We didn't say what we thought of the episode. Come on. We need to keep this going. Yeah, it was good. It was... <laughs> no, it's, come on, so... it's right. Yeah. It was, it was an episode. Before we before we jump in, right, I feel like if people are listening to this, they're going to go into... Well, we did this last week. They're going to listen... They're going to have watched it. Oh, Let yeah. Me. No, 100%. If you're listening to this... So this is you probably all have spoilers. This is all spoilers, pretty much. Yeah, we... we we didn't talk about it. We we could barely talk about it without spoilers last time, so we'll just not waste any let's time. Just... Yeah, let's just I jump will... straight into it. What I will, well, no, I will oh, no, give a, I will give a, an update on what happened last week, and I do have coffee again, but this time there's sugar in it. Ah, oh, congratulations! I remembered this time to put sugar in it. I have a brand new podcast microphone. Sounds like shit. Uh, don't be rude. I got this from a friend. Who listens to our podcast actually every week? So I apologise. No, rude. But no, <laughs> I was going to say they don't have to. Oh wait, no, sorry, it's not the microphone that sounds like shit. It's just just you. Sorry, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not a big podcast anyway. But uh, massive thank you to Victoire who gifted me and sent me a microphone for our podcast. That's very very kind of you. If you want to send me shit, you know, no, I just would glad I would gladly accept a PlayStation Five. You know, that's it right now. Got mine sitting next to me. Yeah, shut up. Let's give it a little pat. Come on then, this episode. Pat it so hard you break it. Um, come on, let's go out to One Division. Let's save the good quality banner for the proper Marvel's uh, proper One Division, directed by Matt Shackman. Um, did he direct all the episodes? Yeah, I believe so. Um, also has directed a few. It's always sunny in Philadelphia episodes. He really? Yeah, he did really. Oh, really, really. Really, really. Um, Come on, tell me, what was this episode about? Give us a recap. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Well, following on from last week's Wanda had a meltdown, um, this week she's uh, kind of just having a little bit of a little bit of a a time to herself. Um, She sent the kids to uh, Agnes and um, Vision's got Kat Dennings as a friend and in the real world Monica Rambeau's trying to get into the hex and Hayward's there for a, a like I don't know less than a minute and then by the end of the episode revelations that's a recap Oh, we need, we definitely like crop. I need to cop. We need more energy for this, don't we? Well, I, I hate recapping things. Like, again, like we said, if you're here, you've watched the episode, most likely. Or you're just listening Sorry. out of pure support, and then you probably get nothing from the WandaVision talk, but. Apart from our love and appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch WandaVision. Um. Come on then, what did you think of the overall episode? Let's start, let's start, let's start easy. I let's thought go, it, was, it was, it was okay. Um. I don't really, because uh, the episode, it's this is the one that's, um, you know, inspired by sitcoms such as Modern Family, 
Modern Family and I'd say a bit of The Office. I would in, say it's more Modern Family parts. because um, while The Office does have talking to camera stuff, yeah, um, it's not the same. I don't think it's the same as the way Modern Family does it. I don't know. I feel like it, I don't know. I, I personally, it's like with Parks and Rec as well. I feel like yeah, I guess so. The way Parks and Rec and The Office do it feels different. Yeah, you can tell that his heavy influence was Modern Family, for yeah. sure. Which, to be fair, I think they put off quite well in this episode. Plus, you know, they're, they're inspired by family sitcoms, which is why we didn't get any sort of, like, Friends, Frasier, Seinfeld inspiration episodes. Yeah. It's about family yeah, sitcoms, because sure. there's obviously children in that. Um, but, yeah, I don't really like Modern Family. Anything I've seen of it, it's just nothing's clicked with me with that show. But yeah. I actually thought this episode handled some of that stuff pretty well. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed seeing kind of Wanda go for. I mean, I didn't enjoy Wanda having a breakdown. Don't get me wrong, but I enjoyed seeing it from the point of view of an interview and like a breaking the fourth wall yeah. sitcom esque trope. I think that kind of, I, I think it, it really fit with series. I think because it's the first time we could properly understand what they're thinking throughout the whole series and just yeah. you know we get some questions answered if there's some theories that have been answered others that have been squashed yep um yeah i feel like i think they handled it really well personally yeah and uh, i like the the real world stuff and you know all that um see the real the real world in this episode didn't really mean what much to me i was about to say i don't i like the i was about to say i like the real world i what i meant to say is i like you know bringing that back into contact with the actual WandaVision stuff now. Yeah, like that's sure. what I meant. I, I didn't, think I, I didn't mean this. I didn't mean separately. I liked that because I didn't think there was actually a lot to it in this episode. That was the weakest part of the episode. I think everything that happened in the hex was more interesting. Yeah, I feel like um, if we start with let's let's start with Monica. Right, let's start with Monica Rambo. She's who she's gonna be. She's a driving with Jimmy at the start of the Sorry. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but we saw in the last episode they're going to meet her aerospace engineer that they've been hinting yeah. at well, here's, since here's, we first saw her. Here's, here's the thing. like, I feel like... At first, I do feel like maybe it's a little bit of a cop-out that it's just some other person who worked for S.W.O.R.D. and it's like, oh, no, we re- we we don't like Hayward, really. That kind of thing. Um, I felt like it was a little bit of a cop-out, but that doesn't necessarily mean she is the aer- like the aerospace engineer. Yeah, I hope I hope not because I think if if that is, I find that very anticlimactic. But, I, but it also, you know, not everything has to be something, I guess. <laughs> no, of course, but I think this was this was something that they were definitely hinting at in a way of that it was going to become something. It felt like that. I mean, but then again, it could just be that Marvel fans are fi- kind of bred to look for the hints in every single moment. Yeah, no, that is a good point. We so... are we are made to overanalyze I guess yeah and if you I, like, yeah I personally hope there's more payoff maybe I also I don't mind too much if it does just remain that it is oh it's just we're done that's done now that that whole is it gonna be someone that we know thing I think I don't mind that not being a big deal because that's not what the show is meant to be about anyway um, yeah I don't think it'll come back up now I'd be highly I'd be very surprised if it does and, and even the showrunner did say when it was like hinted oh is it going to be one of the Fantastic Four that she was like oh that would be a really cool thing but we're not doing that so you know sometimes they do yeah, tell the sure, truth I guess she was honest <laughs> um, sometimes they do but I mean we see we see Monica basically attempt to go into the hex because she realises what her and Wu realised thanks to Darcy in the last episode 
is that um, he was trying to resurrect Vision, as it were, yeah. but more of in a in a in a sentient weapon as opposed yeah, to, to turn him into, turn him a into lim- yeah turn him into a weapon for sword. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, as opposed to an Avenger. So you know, Monica decides that she needs to go in and basically warn Wanda of what's going on. Yeah, and try and you know try and find a way to save Vision. Um, and through going through the hex, she finally gets her powers. I mean, we don't actually see, I mean, we don't see what her powers are, blue. per se. But we understand that through her eyes going blue, blue she, well, she also has like, she's got... like her vision is different as well when she first gets in there as well. Like she sees things differently. Yeah, it's all, it's all groovy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I really like that the little, I don't, I, ha- I hate segments usually in, in things where it's like, you know, you're hearing narrate like you're hearing voiceover from previous things that the character has been through. Like yeah. that, that always annoys me a little bit. But I did like the little sequence they did with her going through like the walls of the hex. And how see, I liked it. At... You could see when it was, I first like, saw it, I was. Her. But then she. Sorry, Karen. I'll say how you could see how it was trying to rewrite her, but she was too strong-willed to do it. And you get that quote from uh, Captain Marvel where like. She says, "Yeah, your mum got lucky. She handed it like when they were handing out kids. She got the strongest one, or whatever." Yeah, that was nice. I mean, I, when when I first started doing that, I was a little worried that it was going to be very, because you know it happens in like the DC shows, for example, when the Flash runs back in time and it's all it's all cheesy voiceovers and run, Barry, run, and all that stuff. And I was worried it was going to go down that route, but I actually think I kept it short, kept it sweet. I do think it works. Yeah, no, it really. I and, think you know now works. she's got a power. It's it's nice to just have that as the. Yeah. We introduced her as a powers. But we don't need no more on that. She's got her powers now. So yeah. it's the one because the one that I'm thinking of that where a scene where someone hears someone saying something, and it's not necessarily needed is the scene from Spider-Man: Homecoming where he hears what Tony Stark said to him about you know if you're nothing without the suit then you don't deserve it. Or then you is that when it. he's when he's is like, that when he's in the rubble? The yeah, when he's trapped under the roof. Yeah, and it's like we don't need to hear that. Tony Stark dialogue because it's from this same film. I guess where it works in One Division is because it's from a film that came out two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it helps kind of link her relationship to Captain Marvel to those who forgot as well. Which we're going to see more, obviously, because she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Which is very exciting. Yes, very. So, what do you think about the stuff? I mean, we've already touched on it briefly, but obviously, Inside the Hex and this reality. Um, sitcom, yeah. breaking the fourth wall interviews. How I, did you kind of find they dealt with that? Um, what well, I think, well, I mean, which, which part? The like the actual sitcom parts. You mean? Yeah. Like, what was your what was your point um, of view on I didn't like, the interview parts oh, of it? I don't, I don't mind the I didn't mind the interview parts because I kind I do like that a little bit. Like, because I I mean, like I said, I've been watching Parks and Rec again recently. Um. And I, I think some of their best moments do come from their little, like, interview things. And I do like those. What I didn't like the most... I didn't really like Wanda's characterization in them. Or in the episode, really, when she was in, in the sitcom stuff. I didn't like her characterization too much. It, yeah, it's fair. I mean, I understand she's having a bit... Yeah, she's having yeah. a bit of a a breakdown, which obviously... We, but this episode is her kind of in the process of that. But it's... Even then, she was very dismissive of her kids and yeah, no, that's one. But yeah, it, very it does. Place. I'm, I don't, I don't like. I, I can't speak for Modern Family itself, but it does feel maybe like that's what maybe the, some of the characters are like in that show. Possibly, I've never watched it. Like the way she was talking to her kids, it felt like she was talking to adults. 
when I say adults, like yes. it's adults. <laughs> um, I, I found the conversation weird of her kids, you know, it's, it's towards the start, and that she's talking about how she feels life is meaningless. Yeah. And it was a bit like, I understand, obviously, this this is my one, she's been through a lot, but it was a bit that's... like, your kids are like seven, this is a bit... I think that's... they're ten. <laughs> um, ten, I sorry. I think they're ten. Uh, they're, that's supposed to be for comedic effect, like 100%. That's not meant to be... Oh, okay. This is deep. I think that's just meant to be. Oh, haha! You don't usually say that stuff to kids. That's what that's supposed to be. Uh, it, that didn't land for me. No, I don't. Yeah, no, that doesn't necessarily land for me because it's like in real life, I don't think it's funny to say that stuff to kids either. Either like anyway, I wouldn't find. I don't find it funny in a show. I don't know. Any. Dip, everyone's got different tastes in comedy, obviously, and maybe someone really thought that was hilarious, but it wasn't that much. I think the funniest parts of the episodes was um, Vision with Darcy, and it wasn't even. Those a lot were there. some of my favourite moments. Yeah, I really they, liked their. They worked well together. Chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I liked the fact that I mean, as soon as soon as she saw him in the last episode, and they made the eye contact. Hmm. I, I think we even spoke a little bit, maybe off air, but um, about how they were going to come together in some way. Yeah. And I like the fact that they did that pretty much straight away. It was a couple of jokes oh, about yes. her in this reality when he literally immediately went and she was fine. Yeah, no, and I, I liked having... I, yeah, I was just, sorry. No, no, it was just going to say that I liked the fact that Darcy was the one to fill Vision in mm-hmm. on, his, on his history. And I think having her do it, I actually think kind of works quite well because she does it yeah. in that kind of quirky funny way that we're not just going oh we've got to hear it all again it's mm. like oh no she's putting her own spin on and, it it's quite funny and it's kind of done <clears throat> through like through like the edit as well like we cut to them and they're like that she's like telling the end of the story it's like we don't need to hear everything um exactly and envision kind of recaps it going oh so i was built from i was originally jarvis and i was built from ultron wanting to, to destroy the world all that kind of stuff um but i really appreciate that they didn't keep darcy under the influence of the hex like yeah. for long because I don't know I just I, pref- I I'm glad that it just got on with things it didn't it's like we've seen this with other people we don't need to see it with Darcy we see for it sure. briefly, and, I think... and then yeah Vision obviously just goes oh well you know I'm just going to do this <laughs> it would have felt too much of a rehash I think and yeah. I think Darcy's such a strong character like I'm glad they brought her back because she, yeah. she wasn't really shown off enough in the four films I feel and in no, these she was... in this at least she's she's you she can was... see that she really is a strong character on her own she doesn't need Jane Foster or Eric Selvig or four no, she can course. actually stand on her own as a character but she was just the uh, comedic relief in those films anyway that's all she was there for oh for sure um, so I'm glad that she, I'm glad that she's got some play in general like I wouldn't have expected that them to bring her back either like after eight years no, yeah, but, but I mean, did, I guess it shows it that Marvel have a plan, didn't they? They always have a plan. I guess I also think that the reason why they brought her back is because this show is was intended to be a comedy, so like, let's bring in the comedy actors. Yeah. Like, so let's bring in uh, Kat Dennings, who was in a sitcom. Let's bring in Randall Park, who I think he's in a sitcom as well. He... I, can't remember, I can't remember what it's called, but I know he's in one that's got like a mostly Asian cast. It, it might be Fresh Off the Boat. Possibly. Yeah, so it might be, it might not head. be, I don't know. Um, but I'll look it up later. But um yeah, and then yeah, I really liked their them together in their that stupid food truck. 
Um, I thought it, it's such a silly gag when they're like, she just pulls up at the red light and it's like, the roads are clear <laughs> and you kind yeah. of got some sort of urgency. But then I do love that it's the, that, that they do stop at the red light in that set circumstance. I don't, I just, it's so it's like an innocent little joke, but it's, it's, I like that. <laughs> and then you have them being disrupted by the, the work every going past and then the, the kids that got me. <laughs> that was, that was good. I feel like I feel like thinking about the episode in general, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about it. Like I enjoyed it; it was a good episode. But I don't, apart from one or two things, we'll get into in a minute. Not a lot happens. I think a lot happens in the sense that we get Vision caught up with what's going on. We get to see Monica finally utilizing some what some like you know some of her powers. We find out what you know Sword were trying to do with Vision. We get more revelations about what's going on with Wanda and who's controlling the Hex. I think a lot happens in this episode. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I don't know what it was about it, but I don't. I feel like not a lot happened in a sense of. I don't know. I don't know. By the time we got to the end of the episode, the big, the big reveal of the end of the episode, I was kind of a bit like, okay. And then the episode ended, and I was just a bit like. I wasn't on the edge of my seat for the first time in this series. I don't know, but that last sequence, I was very, you know, attentive. Tell her what it was. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot happened in the episode. I think, I don't know what it is that you maybe think it was missing, but like, I didn't, I appreciated what happened in the episode. I wouldn't say it was like the strongest episode, but I think it's starting to bring everything together and that's what it's kind of supposed to do the next two episodes are the last two episodes so yeah this is the episode did what it needed to yeah maybe i think possibly because it's the it's like the third to last episode i think that might be why i expected to have a bit more of the oomph to it maybe i just need to rewatch it i mean i did really i did really enjoy the episode and the bits the little reveals like you know i mean like my favorite part was probably vision getting caught up on what's going on and in his life and his history and I do also like what happened at the end and the reveal at the end um, but I don't know I feel like I just wanted a bit more oomph but maybe that's just because I need to rewatch it again maybe maybe I I um, I had like the brief disappointment when it was like when we found out that Monica's person wasn't some big reveal but then now talking about it I don't care so much like I've said like I said that I don't not everybody has to be somebody like that's fine I can deal with that but um no I I, I still really like the episode I like the further development we're getting towards seeing what Monica's going to become um, I'm very excited to see what Monica like Monica manifest her powers a bit more yeah I think it was probably the the aerospace engineer that had a bit more of a anticlimactic effect yeah. than I and initially thought it could also be that the reveal that we get, the bigger, the big reveal we get in the episode, is something that was has been heavily theorized since the first trailer dropped. Yes, do you want to reveal? May as well. We've spoiled a lot of the other things, but yeah, Agnes is Agatha, Agatha Harkness <laughs> from the comics. From the comics, which is what I said to my mom at the end of the episode. <laughs> I, had, I had so many people text me going, who's this? And I was like, this is who she is. So for those who don't know, in the comic, she's basically, uh, she's a witch like Wanda, but didn't, I don't think she got, she didn't get her powers in the same way, at least in this universe. 
Um, well, she. I and was, she. I would kind of. I didn't. I caught a bit of, of something on Twitter because I was scrolling through the what the uh, trending stuff. Um, mm. s- something like she. She somehow convinces Wanda that her kids never existed, and yeah, she wipes she, her memory. Yeah, and she tells her that her powers are magic, are chaos magic based, rather than whatever Wanda thinks they are. So yeah, because just... well, at least in this universe, she thinks they're from the stone. What stone? I can't remember what stone it is. Um, it's the um, it's, it's the same stone that oh? Vision has. It's the same. It's the Mind Stone. Oh, Mind Stone. Because it's from the one that's inside the. Uh... The staff, Loki's scepter. Of course, it is. Um, Can't believe I forgot that. But no, yeah, no, I mean, it could mean that oh, Wanda's powers maybe come from somewhere else. I, because one, Wanda's powers are weird in that now she's learning how to manipulate reality. We believe it could not. It's looking like it might not necessarily be her, but she's con- contributing, contributing it, contributing to it somehow. Um, you got there in the end because she's using like reality powers. The reality gem had nothing to do with it, but I don't know. We, we're going to obviously find out more as time goes on. We might not even find it out in this series. It might be in Doctor Strange that we find it out. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it was a it was a nice reveal at the end. It was one that I had come to start. I'm sorry, it was one that I started to suspect. Yeah, a couple of episodes ago, so I wasn't overly shocked when she revealed it. But it was still a nice reveal of of Wanda going into the lair trying to find her kids. Yeah, also. Um, um... When it goes, yeah. When it goes from her just in the basement to in the lair, the aspect ratio changed to the the one it's the one it is on the outside. Oh, I it, noticed that yeah, actually. Yeah, in the sitcom, it's it was full screen, uh, and then it went to its little letterbox one. And also, if you notice closely, because this is why I think Agatha's working for. Because my theory is Agatha's working for Mephisto. The, yeah, there's, uh, I've seen other. Yeah, I've seen some theories. Uh, obviously. I, I was scrolling through um, a Twitter and obviously a lot of people have been theorising that almost everyone that shows up is Mephisto but then I don't know enough about Mephisto to be like oh that could be him but I know uh, I've seen like there's some pretty damning ev- evidence in this episode. yeah because in the in the in the lair at least when when uh, Wanda's walking around and so is Agnes you can see on the pillars yeah, the tree a... that wraps around and then there's like the the face or the, the mark yeah, of Mephisto there's like yeah a little face mask thing that's on the wall and they're like on one of the pillars um also I, pers- I personally think we haven't seen him yet I, like so no, no, going no. off what you said no, I, I, about... I, I think we have seen him but only based on something that I saw on Twitter that is a reference to the comics you know there's the shot of the fly on the curtain Yes. Um, Mephisto's. I think Mephisto's first appearance in the comics is as a fly. Oh. I was seeing that everywhere on Twitter. So okay, we, have seen, we maybe Jesus. have seen Mephisto. <laughs> I imagine if that's how they've introduced Mephisto. A lot of people are thinking that Mephisto could be Al Pacino. What? Okay, that would be interesting. Does <laughs> um, come out of nowhere for you? Whoa! I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain. Um, so basically, I was also going to say. Bas- I was just going to quickly say, the 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 fly thing could mean two, yeah could mean two things. One, it's the reference to the comics. Two, he's been a fly on the wall the whole time. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so Al Pacino, right? So basically, who are? So basically, you know that uh, they've been great ass. Um, anyway, 
Jesus. You know they've been teasing uh, a big name actor to basically come in towards the end of the series. Someone that and everyone was, or someone that we've with. not seen before. Yeah. And at first people were like, Oh, Evan Peters is now here, maybe that was the character at least. Um and then Paul Bettany basically came out and said, No, this is a, this is an actor I want to work with like my entire life. Like I, this is big. And then um it's apparently very well known. This is this is a this is a fuck it, this is a Twitter far out there theory, but if it's right God damn, I will brag about it. Um, even though it's not my theory. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's very well known that Paul Bettany's favourite actor, the one he's wanted to work with his whole life, is Al Pacino. And it's known that at the start of last year, the end of the year before, Al Pacino met with Kevin Feige because he's a huge fan of oh, Marvel. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I remember this, um, that Marvel were apparently trying to find a role for Al Pacino. I remember hearing that. So imagine if it's imagine if he turns up as Mephisto in like oh, the last episode. Here's the thing: is I wish you never told me. Well, I've oh, told everyone now. God, I wish you'd never said that because that would have been the best. If I didn't know, and then suddenly Al Pacino shows up. <laughs> look, if someone told me, I had to tell you. This is what the podcast. Look, our podcast is going to ruin a lot of surprises for us, my friend, in the I next know, few but years. That's so. one of the, I'm just saying, but that's just one of those things where it's like if no one knew that the fact that I've not seen anything that's saying that and if it is Al Pacino that would be fucking incredible if it's Al Pacino I will I, I don't know what I'll do it will be show, best insane show ever. best show ever if Al Pacino's here <laughs> I mean this show's already like, when this show was first announced I wasn't bothered about it at all but now it's really turned my opinion yeah, I remember being I remember, with you when yeah, it was remember, announced and saying I, remember you I don't being, care about it yeah I remember you being a little bit against not against it but more like uh but, I was more like, why? Why was it? And at the time, I hadn't really learned. I didn't know a lot about House of M, for example, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm. I love it. I I also like that Vision basically confirms that it is set like basically a like maybe a couple of weeks after. Yeah, after Endgame. So for and we kind of get a everything's happened for Wonder in such a short period of time. Like that would set anyone off. Well, of course. I mean, in the security footage, when she's going in, people have pointed out that she's wearing the exact same attire when she steals Vision's body she as she film, was yeah. in Tony Stark's funeral. So it's like she went from there, had the conversation with... It looked with, like she was with, wearing yeah. her outfit. Her out- it looked like she was wearing her outfit from... Well, no, because when, when she left the Hex as well, she's wearing her outfit that she wears in the fight sequences of game apparently if you put if you pause it and look close up appar- okay. apparently i've not done i've not checked this myself i thought it was her so, um the outfit, same outfit that she wore when she walked out of the hex i thought it was that outfit <clears throat> could be i look i'm just going on what twitter tells me it's not me that's wrong it's them that's wrong followed by an awkward silence <clears throat> i'm just trying to think of what to say next but um but no i think do you there's one quick thing i want to touch upon as well quickly mm-hmm. is the the ad the Marvel commercial in the middle of the the Nexus uh, Nexus one that was quite a nice hint to the future as opposed to it being the past Mm -hmm. because apparently in the comics the Nexus is the way that they can kind of travel between universes and multiverses yeah it's a multiverse reference yeah Um, and it can also link to possibly the Loki series because the people that keep an eye on the Nexus is is the organisation that we see in the Loki trailer with the Time Variance Authority that's the one, yeah. So I thought that was a very nice nod to the future. Um, I'm yeah, just getting really excited for multiverse stuff, personally. That's interesting, yeah. Um, well, it looks like, yeah, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of multiverse stuff. Apparently, I've seen, like, hints, uh, hints, I've seen rumours and speculation that maybe 
Agatha's going to try and sacrifice the kids to bring back Mephisto, and that they're they were built, they're made from parts of his soul, which is something okay. from the comics as well. Y- so yes, like in Mephisto the in the comics, yeah, like because maybe Mephisto's soul is like in all these different parts, and Agatha needs Wanda's help with her powers to bring him back. Like because we see the rabbit that she's holding for some reason. Yes, uh, we do the, the fly on the wall. Um, and then she reveals she's killed Sparky the dog. Well, the dog's dead. Like that's done. I don't think that's anything to do with Mephisto if the dog's dead. But um, I think that that was just to be like, ha, she's evil. Um, she killed the dog um, and then uh, yeah so th- th- these could all be different parts of Mephisto's soul and I think I've seen an image yeah, from the I don't know if it's an image from the next episode that uh, has Monica with Evan Peters really no are you thinking are you not thinking of the post credit scene did you watch post credit scene? No, I didn't because there hasn't been one the whole fucking season. I knew there was one. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, so basically, it's it's basically what you've seen. I mean, I can wait for you to watch it, but if we're talking spoilers. Now just say. Here we go. Well, this is an exclusive for you, isn't it? So basically, in the post credit scene, it cuts to Wanda. Not Wanda, ignore me. Monica. Cuts to Monica outside um, the house. I think it's Agnes's house. And Where's... she's looking through the window and looking through the door trying to get in. She can't see anything. And she goes to the side door and you know in America a lot of houses have those basements that you access from the outside they yeah. have the two doors on the, on the floor she opens that and she sees like the purple kind of trees on the inside and it's like the the layer of okay. sorts as like a, as a hallway and it cuts back to her and you hear Evan Peter saying Snoop is Snoop is going to get Snoop is going to snoop or something like that and it just cuts to a reaction on her okay. face, and then the post-credit scene ends. Okay, fair enough. I knew there'd be a. F- I knew there was an end-credits fucking scene. But they do- oh, they've done it the whole season where they like ever make everybody wait, and there's nothing, and then they do it in episode seven. Fuckers. Um. Anyway, <laughs> this should be the reintroduction that if you're, I assume this is the cut point. But Connor's just gone away and watched the post-credit scene after my really bad attempt to explain it. Yeah. Um, and now he's having a rant of how they've not done it the whole series, and now all of a sudden, well, they're, they're doing episode one. seven. It's like, come on, they haven't just done how Marvel do. How Marvel thing, does things. But here's the thing: how many people do you think have missed that? Loads. Yeah. Like I, I, I only knew about it because someone texted me to tell this me. This is the only episode where I didn't. Where like this is the only episode where I've turned it off before the first credit bits ended. See, I always, I always stick with it now, just because it's Marvel. Even if I know there's not going to be one, I, it's like the cinema. I'll always stay. Mm-hmm. You're meant to be a Marvel fanboy. We're getting paid by Marvel for this podcast. I had, I had a cat to feed. Um, That's a good excuse. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the post credits? I mean, <laughs> it's not much, is it? It's just. It's, it's not just, really it's anything. Just going, let's be honest. What's, what's going on? Ooh, doors, and then. Pietro's there. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. They're gonna team up, hopefully, and then we're gonna find out why the bloody hell Evan Peters has shown up. Well, not necessarily. He could be working for Agnes. Don't forget, because she did come to him there. Yeah, I guess. But why is he Evan Peters? Quicksilver. Why didn't didn't, she resurrect? Why didn't she just make him look like Aaron Taylor Johnson, Evan Peters? Evan Peters. (laughs) Um. Why don't, make him, why don't you make him look like kick-ass? Uh, anyway, um, 
That's a very good point, actually. I didn't think so. Maybe he's there to help then. Both of them are in kick ass. Um, I don't think he's there necessarily to help. I think that the multiverse has definitely got something to do with this, and she's just taken another Quicksilver, maybe. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you got to think he technically died like nearly a decade ago. (laughs) In Marvel's continuity. In Marvel's continuity, because they're in twenty twenty three, and. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it also. Twenty fifteen, I think. So. I think if that's the way they're going about things, mm-hmm. I think that kind of helps. Basically, because there's also. I feel that, like these series. So I was going to say, there's also that bit where Wanda sees, in episode six, where Wanda looks at Pietro and he's like, he's dead and he's got the bullet holes in him. You yes. Know? So that's right. So it's, it, it's referencing the way that. Quicksilver died in this canon but it's Evan Peters but he wasn't shot <laughs> I do the further we go on I do feel like the series is going to end with the multiverse just being completely cracked mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be the kind of cliffhanger ending that leads into Doctor Strange 2 possibly Spider-Man 3 well I think um, there's going to be yeah there's going to be some links into that um, but yeah I feel like this the show itself is not just going to end on a whole okay now you're going to come work with me or now this is going to go into Doctor Strange I think it's going to genuinely end on a cliffhanger that will lead into Doctor Strange yeah for like, sure such a thing that's I... going to be like well, I need to see what happens immediately but we'll have to wait until next year yeah it's going to be it's going to be a long it's going to be a tough wait I think I, I feel like at least there's enough stuff to tide us over here that's Coming this year. Well, it must affect the other. It will affect the other shows and films as well. Surely, I, if the multiverse cracks open, at least in post credits, like post credit, the Falcon, the Winter Soldier might maybe. be affected by it. For example, maybe. But these could actually. That's a yeah. I mean, that's a that's another thing is that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably going to be happening around the same time. Yeah, so it will have to reference. Imagine if it's like. You would think it references it. Yeah, I mean, imagine if it's like, imagine if Falcon and the Winter Soldier is set like months after Endgame. Imagine if it's set that long after Endgame and it's like so what happened with the Wanda stuff? Well <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Unless it just ends with Wanda going into the multiverse it just ends with them just going off to do their thing so then it's like the stuff that happens on Earth happens on Earth. Like it might not necessarily what? leave it so like oh the multiverse is open and everybody's going everywhere it's more that it's an isolated thing maybe. An isolated thing that could that maybe is possible yeah. to start expanding. I don't think the very first thing we see <clears throat> in Phase Four is going to, you know, completely involve the entire universe right away. There's going to be a lot of contained stuff that's going to build together, obviously. Yeah, then it maybe could like say, for example, it is in Spider-Man Three. It could bleed through to Spider-Man, yeah. and then by the time yeah. it reaches Doctor Strange Two, it's all kind of cracked. I think we're definitely going to see the effects of WandaVision in Loki, maybe? Um, yeah, I think Loki's a safe bet. In Spider-Man, and then in Doctor Strange. The annoying thing about if it does link into Spider-Man is that comes before Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's the middle part of this trilogy that they've proposed. So, well, I mean, if it is that, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't... That's weird thing, because I'm like, so... What is going to be the plot of Spider-Man Three? <laughs> like, is it gonna? Is it like? 
is it just gonna start and it's like oh no look the, the multiverse is open like <laughs> fuck honestly god knows absolutely wait, how, you don't even know how long after how long after um endgame does spider-man far from home take place um because that means not that what, long i don't think it's definitely more than a month right yeah it must be oh, i don't know that that's weird <laughs> but the thing is, Kevin Feige came out at the Disney um, Disney Investors Day and oh, said came out, both One Division and Doctor Strange. Yeah, he came out. <laughs> Very proud. Both Doctor Strange and One Division connect to Spider Man Three here in theaters this year. That's what he said. Okay, then maybe maybe it is a matter of like because Far From Home takes place afterwards already. So maybe that's what ha- maybe I was gonna say maybe when Mysterio comes, he is actually from another universe. Possibly. But, but no, because we've already seen that he's not. Oh, crikey. He's just opening up another can of worms. What is I going need to go on? away this for is... a week and think about do you know it. What the... Do you know what I think part of this is? What? That Sony just still don't have a clue what they're doing. <laughs> oh, they don't bloody... Yeah, no, Because sure. they're the same people that said that fucking Homecoming was six years after Avengers or something like that. Yeah, I trust more. I trust Kevin Feige more than I trust Sony any day. Which is funny because... You know, you know in the beginning... <laughs> So you know that they... And this is obviously off-topic of WandaVision a little bit. But you know how in Homecoming... Yeah. The beginning takes place at the same time after Avengers, like immediately after the first Avengers. Yeah, they're cleaning up yeah. the Battle of New York, aren't they? Um, and you've got Michael Keaton looking at a picture that his kid drew, his kid that we know as Liz. Yeah. If it takes place six years after Avengers, Liz is a is a senior in high school, which means that she would be seventeen or eighteen, I believe. Meaning right. that she drew that child's picture as a twelve year old. And it's very bad. It's like this was drawn by an infant. It's a four year old's picture, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a heap of shit. Maybe she's just terrible, but it's like to the point where he's got it with him. And it's like my teenager drew oh, this. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> Or if Sony just don't know what yeah, which obviously they've since said, "Oh, just ignore that." It doesn't. It takes. I think it takes place eight years now, which is still iffy. It's still a crap drawing. Yeah, I would expect a four-year-old to draw that and be like, "Yeah, well done." <laughs> and that's the thing. The funny thing is, is that if it is genuinely drawn by her as like a ten, eleven-year-old, he's still got it with him. He's that proud of her little crap drawings. I'm really proud. Imagine if she did draw it when she was like four, though, and it's like she just sees the future. Oh, that's a bit. No, they were, there's already a character from Agents of Shield who draws what she sees in the future. Ah, my mistake. She like I lives the future everybody. and the past at the same time. So I'll tell you like, what, right? I'll like, leave you. Sorry, Agents. I, we should. I mean, you need to catch up on it all, but we should do an Agents of Shield episode someday. Oh, for sure. I love Agents of Shield. I'll leave you with this final thought. Right oh, about One Division. This is my final thought. Wow. I've wasted my life. Final four ever. Well, no. Final four of division until next week. Right? Okay. Really, I mean, I really enjoyed the episode. Maybe I was a bit let down by the aerospace engineer, but I think, think now we spoke about it a bit more, it was a good episode. I liked the Agatha reveal at the end. Oh, maybe oh, all this multiverse stuff. I know, I know this is you're doing your little, like, you know, overall feelings, but one thing we haven't touched upon is the the theme song they do for Agatha is amazing. Oh, it's great! Yeah, it's very <laughs> like, catchy as well. It's like this is this is essentially who might be the villain for the series, 
and it's so good. <laughs> the little the reveal. I love the fact they just introduced her through song. I think that's yeah, fantastic. That reveal. I mean, she obviously revealed herself. Like she says, "I'm Agatha Harkness." Blah blah blah. Hey, hey. and um, then it has that that like yeah, and that was great. I really yeah, I really that. enjoyed that. I really enjoyed seeing the series again, but through her eyes. Yeah. In that short two minutes. Yeah. Because I do think next week will take place. Anything to do with Wanda next week might take place in her mind, possibly. Maybe. Like she's trapped in there or something like that. But what I was going to say is maybe all this multiverse stuff is their introduction into a way of introducing Galactus. Maybe, but... Because where'd you go from Thanos as the big villain? I'm not saying straight away, but I'm saying... Mephisto could be a big enough villain. I mean... That's another thing, is Mephisto and the multiverse um, opens a lot of doors for specific kind of Ghost Rider, and I'm not talking Nick Cage Ghost Rider, <laughs> I'm talking Gabriel Luna Ghost Rider. From Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, because he was meant to have his own show, and it got cancelled. Yes. Because apparently they had plans for him at Marvel, like at my main MCU Marvel, not he was meant to be on Hulu. Um, I think. Well maybe that is the case there, maybe that's what they'll do. Speaking of... It'll be good to see that character again as well. Speaking of Hulu, they released that Hellstrom series, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, that came and gone. I didn't even. That was, I didn't apparently even it was see terrible. A trailer. Apparently it was terrible. Apparently, apparently it was serviceable. Like it's apparently it's just fine. But it's we'll like, never it's, watch it's that. It's nothing. I might one day, but I don't have Hulu, so probably not. Um, no, we will watch. This is going to be. This is a podcast exclusive for everyone listening. Right, for some time in the future, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch Inhumans through the Disney Watch. I'm Party not watching. App. I'm not watching Inhumans ever. I'm sorry. We're gonna watch the first episode together no. through FaceTime. No, and we're gonna really enjoy it. No, we're not because that show is. I've already seen people talk about that show, and I would just be rehashing their opinions. I feel like it's a great idea. I feel like it's a bad idea. I don't want to put myself through that. I'm sorry. Come on, Connor. Final thoughts for the for this episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed what it means for the rest of the series, and I like how it brings a lot of stuff together while leaving a lot of questions open. So it's a strong episode in that sense. In terms of plot, it's a strong episode. Like, and it didn't just tell us loads of stuff. It like showed us gradually over the course of the episode, and I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I definitely think it opens it opens a lot of doors that they'll come back to, not just in one division, but in the future of the yeah. MCU. It's and, definitely helped to start opening those doors. And if it does, uh, and if it does mean because now I'm going to have to quickly bring it back, so I forgot a point a point I was making. Mephisto is the one that gives Ghost Rider his powers, right? Like Ghost Rider works for Mephisto. Yes. Cool. I want to say yes. So, but if it does also do multiverse, then I would love to. I would. I would love to have an idea that I've said before, as a joke. But a Ghost Riders show or thing that has Gabriel Luna as his Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes, because he's Nick really Cage. good, and Nick Cage as Johnny Blaze. Like, if Nick Cage came back, well, that would be hey, that. Hey guys, we're the Ghost Riders. <laughs> Let's run. Yeah. Um, uh, I would kill for that. Uh, but yeah, no, oh, this is a good episode. In my life. It was a good episode. It opens a lot of doors. It's like. That's another thing is that in I'm sorry to go back to Ghost Rider because this isn't what we're meant to be talking about. But in Agents of Shield, when he leaves, he does the Doctor Strange, you know, opens the portal and goes through. Maybe he will turn up then. So Maybe if, you've just done. If this could be a podcast exclusive, because like Gabriel Luna hasn't said. Obviously, no one's. He said that cause I don't think he even said anything when Ghost Rider was cancelled. He maybe said that like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. But it wasn't even meant to be connected to Agents of Shield either. It was going to be an, its own thing, but with him as Ghost Rider. 
How bizarre. So maybe it is, maybe? I'm. Maybe this is just me grasping at straws, because I really liked him as Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, I've seen clips of him, and he was very good. Yeah. Coulson got to be Ghost Rider for a bit as well. Oh. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird thing. Oh, there was actually a bit where I felt like they were going to bring that back. Like, I don't know what it was, but they were like, it was almost like they were hinting to it. Yeah. Because they mentioned Ghost Rider, like Coulson being the Ghost Rider. And I was like, oh my God, is that going to come back? And this is in season seven. Um, and I'll t- I've got something else I want to talk about with you off air about Coulson, but it's, I'm not going to talk about it on here because it references another podcast. I don't want to do that. Um, okay, well, should we should we wrap our... Wrap up. Uh, I give it an eight. Our One Division Marvel. Okay, I will give it... I'm still going to say 7.5 out of 10 because, because like last week's, <laughs> yeah, episode five is still the strongest episode for me at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I have a feeling that the next two are going to be, oh yeah, very 10 out of 10s. Maybe I don't, but we'll we'll see. I think it's hard with a show like this for it to be 10 out of 10 episodes because it's obviously all it is meant to be watched as one whole thing. You can tell that. Yes. Well, maybe yes, for sure. It's meant to be. I think it's meant to be binged. I don't. I don't know. Actually, it. it it's weird. Maybe because we're so used to either binging things or shows being like ep- very episodic, where it's like every episode is its own thing. We. Me- I think we're very used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're either used. To, if a show's going to have cliffhangers, we're used to watching it all in one day. If a show is going to be episodic, we're used to watching it over the course of. Like, sitcoms usually are episodic. There's not a lot of cliffhangers in sitcoms. And it's usually, if there are, they're right at the end of the series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really like this episode. I really, I still really like the series overall. Yeah, Sam, I'm very excited for next week. It's a, it's it's good. I think in the... I was about to say, I think in the... I don't know when I would do it. I was going to say, I was about to say maybe in the week between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'll binge the whole show again, but I don't think I'd be able to watch it that soon. Yeah, I definitely want to binge it at some point, but I just don't know when I can do it. And um, there was also the confirmation that the before Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out, there's going to be a behind-the-scenes WandaVision thing on Disney+. Plus. There is. That's actually <clears throat> part of my news for the next episode. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so we'll so talk more about hear, that. you'll hear that in the news in the episode on Monday. Very exciting. This is so exciting. I'm beside myself with excitement. This is... Despite us not doing non-spoiler talk, this has gone for a while, but I'm going to have to cut bits out anyway. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that was... That's a, a you problem. That's a future Connor problem. And by future Connor, immediately after recording the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, no, look, thanks for listening to our for our Marvel WandaVision uh, ramble recap review. Let's call it ramble recap review. It's recap and review. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been calling it. But, um, yeah, we will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Uh, we are going to be talking a couple of news pieces. Not many. There's not been much news this week. There is something that's just dropped that I will tell Connor Fair that we'll be talking about. Um, we're going to be speaking about the Mortal Kombat trailer. We're going to be speaking about the Snack Snyder Justice League trailer. I have a lot to say about that. And we're also just going to talk a bit about the Snyderverse in general. So Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, um, our thoughts, what we like, what we don't like hopes for the future if there is a future for it so um yeah everyone join us then loves the future everyone loves the future but yeah um, so join us then and thank you for listening well, well 
where can people find us? That's a good point. We didn't do this though on the last yeah, one. We, we were just like this to the field, did we? Did we? Did we? I don't know. I you, think we did. You can find me on um, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter at Conanagi, uh, C O N N, C O N O R N A G I. Um, then you'll find me everywhere else from there. And you can find me on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Harry, you've no, got you a can new find Twitter. Me. I do. I've got two Twitters now. Don't ask what happened. It was a whole mess. But um, you can find me at the Doc81 on Twitter or at Harry underscore Young81. I also have a blog called The Review Lab. Uh, We're on Instagram and Facebook, just under that name. Or if you go to thereviewlab.org, you can find the blog there. Most recent post was all about The Last of Us casting, which we spoke about in last week's episode. Um, So yeah, you can find find me there. Um, But yeah, once again, Thank you so much also, for listening. Also, sorry, I'm so sorry or about not. this, but this is a WandaVision related thing. I just saw a picture uh, yeah. from Spider-Man Far From Home and mm. on, a, on a screen next to Samuel R. Jackson when he's in in space, there's a hexagonal thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, they maybe have been planning this <laughs> for a while. Only time will tell, kids. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be scored by Danny Elfman, Sam Raimi, Danny Elfman back together. Anyway... That's again. That's news for the next episode, man. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's it's happening now, and it's related to this. So. Well, well, we've spoiled we've spoiled it. We've spoiled it. Oh my god! Big. Uh, there's no big news. Uh, anyway, no, yeah. there's no big news. See you next time.